This is Tea on the Hudson, a news and lifestyle podcast where we're spilling all of the Hudson County tea and more. My name is Jen Trapuka. I'm the founder of HobokenGirl.com and a Hudson County resident. On this show, we share news, lifestyle topics of interest, interviews, and have guest Hoboken Girl contributors on to delve into the things that matter to local residents. This week, our episode is all about pollution and how it affects our skin with Erica Serpa, the owner and esthetician of EC Beauty Studio. She'll be talking about how living in a city affects our biggest organ and what to do about it. I'm sipping on some Vibal Energy Tea, which is a Hoboken-based energy tea brand you can find at several local shops. One bottle is the equivalent of a cup of coffee, so it's not too much caffeine, and it was started by a food scientist that lives locally in Hoboken using only organic and natural ingredients. There are several flavors, and I'm sipping the Wildflower Honey, which is really good, but my team also love the original, which is called Ohm, and the Lemon as well. Definitely check them out. You can find them at Organic Basic Foods, Sobsies, Aspen Market, and all the prime convenience stores in Hoboken. In Jersey City, they're at Dolce de Leche, PNK Fruit, and Hudson Green Market. Another reminder to save the date for two big Hoboken Girl events. April 26th is our fourth annual Hoboken Wellness Crawl. Tickets go on sale March 2nd. So bookmark it, put it in your phone or calendar. March 2nd, which is a Monday at 12 p.m., we will have tickets available. Also happening in March is our fourth annual formal wear sale to benefit Suits for Success of Hudson County. It's happening Saturday, March 28th, and there are six drop-off locations all around Hoboken and Jersey City that you can find on our website. These are places you can drop off any new or gently used dresses, suits, button-downs, any type of shoes that are for formal attire. You can drop off jewelry, accessories, and only new beauty and nail and hair products. Lots of great stuff. And then we have our sale at the Hoboken Rec Center, which is happening March 28th. So drop off anytime between now and March 26th and then come shop with us. Everything will be $5 and under and all of the proceeds and profits go to Suits for Success of Hudson County. Our sponsor this week is Baked by Melissa, which is a New York City-based cupcake spot. And if you don't know, their founder, Melissa, lives in Hoboken and was a guest on the podcast last season. But they are delivering to Hoboken and Jersey City. And if you go to bakedbymelissa.com slash delivery and put in the code T on the Hudson, you will get 10% off your local delivery to Hoboken or Jersey City. I highly recommend these cupcakes. They have vegan, they have gluten-free, They have so many delicious ones. You must check it out. So again, go to bakedbymelissa.com slash delivery and put in the code T on the Hudson for 10% off. So grab a mug and let's get started with our news. Okay, Hoboken, this is pretty, pretty big news. The Tribeca Film Festival, yes, the Tribeca Film Festival, will open its 19th edition on April 15th, and it's expanding its reach and events to Hoboken. Yes, that would be our Hoboken, New Jersey, and some of the Tribeca Film Festival's events will be in our little one-mile square city. Last year, Tribeca's opening night brought the Apollo uptown to its namesake theater in Harlem, and this year, they're coming to Hoboken. We're actually going to be a local media 
partner of the film festival here at Hoboken Girl, so we'll be sure to keep you in the loop as the events unfold. You can read more about this on HobokenGirl.com. Thanks to a new bill... S-968 passed by the New Jersey Senate, we may not have to wonder what's in our water much longer. It was approved in a 39-0 vote, and it puts a faster deadline on how quickly landlords are required to notify their tenants about dangerous levels of lead in their tap water. Current regulations do require landlords to notify only new renters about lead. However, long-term tenants do not get the same courtesy, even when the lead in their tap water spikes to dangerous levels, which is kind of crazy. Previously, officials had 60 days to alert residents to the presence of elevated lead levels, and now S-968 requires landlords to alert residents within 10 days. As part of the new Hoboken parking changes of 2020, Hoboken Parking Utility has announced its soft launch of the Virtual Visitor Parking Permit System. This new system allows visitors and residents to purchase virtual visitor permits online from any internet-enabled device. The new system is 100% online and offers real-time activation. With the launch of the VVP, residents and visitors no longer have to visit the Hoboken Parking Authority a blessing, to buy visitor permits. The new system also features text message notifications, sending an alert 30 minutes prior to the permit's expiration, future date activations, which allow residents or visitors to activate permits for a future date and time, customizable lengths of either 4-hour, 8-hour, or 24-hour permits, and a permit management portal where users can retrace their online account history and see a record of their permit purchases and activations. Not only that, but it will also feature an interactive map that displays both current and future temporary no-parking areas so guests can know which areas to avoid ahead of time while searching for a space. Jersey City Council is currently deciding on a new ordinance that would make changes to the August 2019 law that forbids food trucks in Jersey City from parking along the waterfront. The law also raised fees to $40 a day to park on Sussex Street and $200 a day to park on Montgomery Street, which are super popular Jersey City financial areas. Food truck owners responded to the law with concern that the fee would cause them to go out of business. And now the new ordinance reduces the $200 fee by 50%. It also seeks to create 52 mobile food vendor parking spots, which the city would assign to specific food trucks annually. Food truck owners would still pay fees depending on their parking spots, as some areas are more high traffic and definitely more desirable than others. The ordinance would also now divide Jersey City into zones and charge by the day or hour depending on location. Jersey City has become the first city in the state of New Jersey to develop a plan for long-term art program funding on a local level. Mayor Fulop introduced this plan, which includes the establishment of an arts and culture trust fund, which voters would ultimately get to decide on. According to Fulop's plan, the arts and culture trust fund would support new funding for local arts and art education, funded at a maximum rate of $0.02 per $100 of assessed property value. A package thief in Hoboken has been charged in connection with four package thefts, including three packages from the same Hoboken resident. Joel Arese, 33, of Hoboken, was arrested last Sunday and charged with three counts of burglary and four counts of theft in incidents that span from January 7th to the 20th. According to police, Arese stole packages on three separate occasions from the same Newark Street resident in January. 
Another victim who lives on Bloomfield reported a package stolen on January 20th, saying it had been stolen within minutes of being delivered to her house. This isn't the first time Arese has been booked for stealing packages. In December of 2019, he was also arrested on burglary and theft charges after stealing packages from a 3rd Street and Willow Avenue building around 3 a.m. Arese was arrested last Sunday while at a Washington Street pizzeria. A freshman student at Stevens Tech has pled guilty to criminal mischief in connection with a dorm fire that erupted at Stevens last November. According to Hudson County Prosecutor Esther Suarez, Thomas Apostolico, 18 of Toms River, has pleaded guilty to starting the fire on February 6th. The fire caused an evacuation of 150 Stevens students from the building and even resulted in a Stevens police officer receiving medical treatment at St. Barnabas Hospital for breathing discomfort. After pleading guilty, he agreed to pay $7,000 in restitution for damage done to the dorm fire. Apostolico is also banned from the Hoboken campus and from making contact with school officials. His sentencing has been scheduled for March 25th, And the fire apparently started around 6 a.m. that morning, and according to the prosecutor's office, Apostolico set fire to a dryer sheet and then threw it in the garbage can where he had previously discarded fireworks, causing the fire. The fire was put out by an officer using a fire extinguisher. Hoboken apparently has one of the best hotels throughout the state of New Jersey, according to U.S. News & World Report's latest Best Hotels ranking. According to the ranking, which looks at more than 30,000 hotels across the world, the W Hotel is the fifth best hotel in the state. Jersey City is back in the number one spot for most diverse city in the United States after a brief time spent in second place. According to the annual Wallet Hub ranking, which looks at ethnic diversity in cities, Jersey City once again beats out New York City, Oakland, California, three cities in Maryland, and Spring Valley, Nevada. Jersey City scored a 72.56 in ethnic diversity, with the second-place city scoring a 72.01. According to the ranking, Jersey City also ranked first in linguistic diversity, meaning a variety of different languages are spoken in town, and placed second in ethno-racial diversity. United Healthcare, which was formerly the health insurance provider for Hoboken, has filed a lawsuit against the city in Hudson County Superior Court as of January 27, 2020. The suit alleges that the city did not pay nearly $60,000 in claims because it was gearing up for a multi-million dollar deficit in the upcoming budget. According to the complaint, United Healthcare had promised to, quote, provide administration for the city-funded employee benefit health plan as of June 1, 2016. However, the agreement disbanded due to Hoboken's alleged lack of payment. The court filing states, due to Hoboken's inability to remit payment in full on the past due fees, United Healthcare terminated the agreement February 1, 2018. United Healthcare has honored all valid claims made through that date. When termination of the agreement was completed, the amount of past due fees that Hoboken owed to United Healthcare was, and now still is, $59,911.40. When asked to comment on the case on behalf of the city, city spokesman Vijay Chaudhary said the city always provides payment to vendors for legitimate services performed. However, we cannot comment further on this specific case due to ongoing litigation. United Healthcare also alleges that they sent four demand letters for unpaid payments from December 27, 2018 to May 23, 2019, and they're claiming Hoboken breached the contract. And now for our openings and closings. 
Washington, D.C.-based pizza chain And Pizza is making its way to Exchange Place in Jersey City. This pizza restaurant, which also has locations in Cambridge, Manhattan, and Philadelphia, is prepping to open in Suite 202 at 30 Montgomery Street. If you've never heard of And Pizza, it's a completely customizable pizzeria, meaning it allows guests to customize their dough, sauce, cheese, and of course, toppings. The VIP diner at Sip Avenue in Jersey City is a local staple, which is why many local residents were bummed when it announced that the VIP was for sale in April of 2019. However, the deal has fallen through and the VIP will remain open thanks to new management. VIP, which HBO used as a filming location for Sopranos episodes in the past, has been taken over by local restaurateur Barshay Muhammad, who started his own restaurant called Barshay's Original Steak and Take when he was just 21. It was announced back in April that VIP had been sold, but according to tax records, the transaction was never finalized. Moving forward, Muhammad says that part of the plan to increase VIP's customer base is to make more dishes that appeal to a variety of different diets, as well as staying loyal to their current fan base. Hoboken Girl readers have been reporting that The Inn, a bar located on First Street in Hoboken, may have closed. Now, however, we can confirm that this local spot isn't closing for good. A source close to the project shared exclusively with us that The Inn has had, quote, some issues with structural integrity of the back of the building, which caused us to have to close for a bit till everything was reinforced. And that as soon as they are all set and squared away with inspections, quote, we are good to go. Although there is no official date for when the doors will reopen, know that they are apparently working to reopen, and despite some structural setbacks, we'll keep you posted with any updates. A new NOLA-style restaurant has officially opened in Jersey City. The Boyle opened its doors to the public last Friday on Valentine's Day and is serving up classic New Orleans-style food and some dishes with a twist, especially seafood, to JC locals out of 8 Erie Street. It has an exclusive Jersey City menu item, which is called The Whale, an upgrade on the signature seafood bucket that features oversized lobster, king crab legs, jumbo shrimp, and more. The long-awaited opening of Il Tavolo di Palmasano is finally here. As of Sunday, February 16th, this new Italian restaurant is open for business at 700 Clinton Street in Hoboken. We first reported on this spot back in November of 2019, and now that it's finally here, we're looking forward to trying their new menu items, and we'll say it's a self-proclaimed, quote, authentic Italian restaurant. Congratulations on the opening. Today's guest has been a practicing esthetician in Hoboken for over 15 years. Erica Serpa founded EC Beauty with the simple goal of helping clients to improve their skin and slow the aging process. Although she is trained in the most advanced aesthetic treatments and procedures, this basic principle has guided her and her staff to create signature experiences for every client, myself included. Her company was also voted Best Facial in Hoboken by our Hoboken Girl readers for seven years. So it's safe to say EC Beauty is a fan favorite. She's here today to talk about her business and how 
pollution affects our skin and what we can actually do about it. Hi, Erica. It's so great to see you. Hi, Jen. Thank you for having me. Of course. So obviously, I know all about EC Beauty Studio, but I want to share with our lovely listeners all of the amazing stuff that you guys do. Um, You're a Hudson County resident, and you started EC Beauty Studio 15 years ago. How did it come about? Sure. So I was doing facials in my apartment and I was doing them on my friends and more people started calling me and I'm like, oh, this is kind of a little dangerous people knowing where I live. So (laughs) I approached a hair salon in town and I asked them if I could build a room in the back. So I started off with one room and now... I build a space. It's a year and a half ago, and we have four treatment rooms. Yes, and you're now at 80 River? Yes, at 80 River on the second floor. That's awesome. And so it's been 15 years in the making that you've built this business. And you started with just you, and now you have a team of... Five. Five. And they're all different types of specialties, but they all have a similar training? Yes. We all have the same similar training, um, as in we like results and we believe strongly on educating our clients. Um, Of course, one or two specialize in different things. We have one, Juana, she's a vegan, so she loves our vegan organic facials. And then we have Karina, that's a makeup artist and specializes in facials and in body treatments. We have a large range of services. We have from deep pore cleansing, hydrating facial to more exfoliating treatments like dermaplaning and chemical peels. And for those who are looking for more advanced technology for anti-aging, we do have microcurrent and radio frequency. I first discovered EC Beauty when a reader reached out and said, you know, I know you like to cover self-care. You need to know about Erica. She is a skincare genius. Oh. <laughs> and and really, you are. I've been coming to you now for seven, seven years, is it? Wow, yes. And thank you very much for trusting me with your skin. Of course, of course. And I think so many people trust you with their skin now. I mean, you've won Best of Hoboken for Hoboken Girls seven years. Years running. It's pretty incredible. And how did all of this come about when you you started? You were just working with clients one-on-one and now you have a team. Yes. Well, how I really started was when I was, as far as I can remember, the age of 11 or 12, I had a growth on the right side of my cheek. Oh, really? And I was really insecure about it. And we're talking about 27 years ago before Google. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So I used to read about how I could take care of this and I didn't realize back then, but on Sundays I was giving myself what we call now facials. (laughs) So you're face masking, all that stuff. (laughs) Yes, extraction, um, warming up hot towels and using them on my skin. 15 years later, I got my license. I started treating that skin condition. Mm -hmm. And within one year, I minimized it by 95%. If you look at my right cheek right now, you can see that I don't have anything. That's when I realized the power of proper skincare. And I wanted to make a difference for other women to feel confident in their own skin. And you really do that. I mean, I think that everyone who comes to you knows that they're in good hands. Um, (laughs) It really, it really is the truth. And all of the things that you offer, I mean, what are the big, most popular treatments that people can get at EC Beauty? Um, I will always recommend our top three treatments Mm -hmm. because 
everyone can get them, even women that are pregnant. Mm -hmm. So it would be oxygen facial, dermaplaning, and LED facials. What's nice is that you could have all of those by themselves or you you could combine them together. I think I've done most of those and they're all amazing. When it comes to the skincare field and how you got into it, was there a person or a way that you, I mean, what kind of training did you go through? Did you have a mentor? Like, how did you get really into the field besides, you know, your own work? So I did go to skincare school, which Mm -hmm. is a program I went to school, um, Christine Valmay, in the city, mm-hmm. but I do follow a lot of dermatologists and I read a lot of dermatology magazines. I love Dr. Whitney Bow in the city. Um, I follow her and I have to say a lot of my own personal philosophies, I go back and double check with anything <laughs> with she wrote to make sure. Yeah. That's great. So let's talk about pollution and our skin because that's the real reason I was like Erica we have to talk about this on air because I really feel like people are going to be so interested to know Mm -hmm. because we live in this urban environment where people are you know we're we're breathing in chemicals Mm -hmm. we're breathing in smoke we're we're drinking water that's from you know bad pipes (laughs) as episode two and three (laughs) Um, but uh what what's going on with pollution how is the environment affecting our skin yeah so we do live in this beautiful city but let's be honest this beautiful city is extremely dirty yes and our (laughs) skin is getting compromised Mm -hmm. and it's the free radical damage that's compromising the skin as you mentioned. So when I step out being in the skincare industry, the first thing I notice is trucks, buses, cars. I think of pollution. I see all this amazing construction and I think of the dirt. When I walk along the water, the sun is reflecting off of that river and it's smacking me right in the face. (laughs) But think about it. When you go outside, you put your jacket on, you have gloves, you wear your hat. But what are you putting on your face that's really protecting you? Yeah, your skin. It's the biggest organ of your body. It's the biggest organ in our body. And the organs in our body age when they get the accumulation of free radical mm. damage. And people don't realize that pollution, the, it's actually microscopic. They're smaller than the particles are smaller than our pore size. Wow. So it really infiltrates the inside and the deeper layers of our skin. That's what's causing inflammation, hyperpigmentation, premature aging, and adult acne. You see a lot of adult acne now. Now that process that's happening underneath the skin, it's breaking down the tissue and that's what oxidation is. So that's what the free radical is doing. Now this oxidation is prematurely aging us. But we're going to age. We're going right. to age biologically. That's part of life. Sure. But we're living longer. So why not with this advanced technology in skincare, advanced active ingredients, slow down the process? That's crazy. I never thought of it as little particles that are smaller than your pores. Smaller. That gives me like the willies. Like, to think <laughs> of it's like all going in your face. So pollution and the air quality, sun is another one you said. Stress as well. Stress is one. Yeah. I mean, what, what are some of the effects of stress? Like what do you see that affecting? Yeah. So a lot of people from stress are getting breakouts. And stress leaves a gray layer on the surface of the skin. And when the skin is not hydrated properly, it starts to produce pigmentation and Mm -hmm. fine lines. 
Yeah. And I think that is something that you probably see a lot of because we are really stressed in the New York City metro. (laughs) What can people do to protect themselves from sun, from pollution, from water? There's two things that people need to do, especially people that live in this area. And it does not matter your skin type. You must apply an antioxidant. I know we hear about antioxidants in our food, but no, the antioxidants, you need to apply them on your skin because it's the only thing that inhibits and heals this free radical damage that's happening to the underlayered tissues. So what is, what what kind of like, what are antioxidants for your skin? So antioxidants for your skin. (laughs) No, you know all the antioxidants that we have to eat, but you have to do internally and externally. So not blueberries on your face. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, I bet you that does smell good. Be good. But uh, one, an- I'm going to go through the antioxidants. Yeah, tell me. So vitamin C. Okay. Vitamin A. And there's a very strong antioxidant that I love called resveratrol. Resveratrol is an antioxidant that reduces redness. So it's really good to protect the skin's barrier because that's another thing that's at skate. It's not about aging. It's about skin sensitivity. Mm-hmm. And that's why a lot of people are getting eczema and rosacea and have red skin, mm-hmm. right? Like so, me. Oh, I like have like you. rosacea a little bit. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. And you know what? You'd be surprised, you know, like sometimes you shouldn't eat sugar because sugar actually triggers rosacea and spicy food. Mm-hmm. But the two things that everyone should use is antioxidants and SPF. I have to give a tip though about the antioxidant. Yes, let's hear. When you purchase any type of antioxidant, it must be packaged in a dark opaque container. Ooh, because that's a good the tip. UV actually deactivates the ingredients. This strong this sun is so strong that it's breaking down products that are being man-made. So imagine what it's wow. doing to this skin. Wait, so it's like so it has to you can't look into the package. No, so if okay. you like an opaque. Yeah, Got so it. if you go and you see like a vitamin C and the jar is clear, don't even think about wow. purchasing it. It needs to be brown or it needs to be extremely dark. Now should you be refrigerating these antioxidants? No, the the antioxidants don't need to be refrigerated, but one antioxidant that I mentioned, the vitamin A, that's the one that needs to be applied at night. The okay. other ones can be applied during the day. Got it. Okay, let's talk SPF now. Mm-hmm. I know there's a big debate. SPF before or after your moisturizer or makeup help. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I was a makeup artist before I was an esthetician. Mm -hmm. So I understand makeup and I love makeup just like you. So if you're going to the beach, yes, apply your SPF first because you're going to be out there all day. Okay. But let's think of the women that live in this area on a daily basis. They're running to work. They're picking up their children. They're meeting their friends. They're going in and out of the sun. Mm -hmm. So the best thing to do is apply your skincare regimen. Okay. Put your moisturizer. Apply your SPF. But your foundation should have SPF. My foundation does. What do you use? Oh, <laughs> I have two foundations that I use. I actually use Maybelline Fit. Ooh. People really don't realize that's an inexpensive foundation that is great for every day. Totally. And then when I have an event or a date and I want to look great, <laughs> I do use the Giorgio Armani. 
Nice. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah. It's good to know from the source. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, my whole entire staff they used the Maybelline Fit during really? the day. Yeah. And everybody looks so amazing. <laughs> so who knew? That is like a serious tea spill right there. <laughs> yeah, Michelle, she always has like the little tips when it comes to makeup. Yeah, oh, that's awesome. And then one other thing is, so you put your foundation that has the SPF, but your setting powder should have SPF too, darling. Really? People don't realize that. Yes, there's a lot of products out there now, especially the ones that we see in the summer. We should be utilizing them too in the winter. Mm. Is put your makeup on, set it also with a powder that SPF. Then throughout the day, you're not going to really apply sunscreen when you're not at the beach. So reapply that powder. It helps absorb the oil. It gives you a nice glow and it's protecting your skin. Instead of balancing the sun off your skin and like bringing it in, I bet. Because yes. the powder would normally well, a lot pull of it the in. products too have zinc, and zinc is great if you have like breakouts and redness of the skin as well. And it probably protects. Too. Oh, it protects one hundred percent. It reflects. Mm. Now, do you have any sunblock brands that you? recommend? Yeah, I'm a love, love, love PCA. And it's not because we carry it at the studio. PCA is amazing. Yeah. You know, I go to the skincare show every single year and we get so many different companies that approach us about their products, but it's still the one that I really love. What's great about the PCA is they are now following the regulations that are in Hawaii. Mm. And Hawaii has very strict regulations when it comes to sunscreen. And it's not because they're concerned with cancer, it's because they're concerned with their reef. Wow. But a lot of people are concerned with chemical sunscreen. Right, there's because there's a lot of stuff about it that's affecting us now. Yes. Well, there's not a lot of studies mm-hmm. to support it. Okay. Yeah. So one ingredient is called oxybenzone, and a lot of people get nervous when they see that. But the studies say that you need to apply that throughout your whole body twice a day, 365 days out of the year. Oh so God. it can do anything to your skin. Got it. But I do believe i rather be safe than sorry. Than not use it, yeah. Right, so mm-hmm. i rather like protect my skin and not get skin cancer because people think the skin is a joke. About 30 million people get diagnosed with skin cancer a year and 2,000 actually pass. I know. So it's it really serious. It really is a serious thing. And that brings me to another question about it. As far as getting skin checks and things like that, what do you recommend for a person to be doing? Yeah, I recommend for everyone to get a yearly skin check. Mm -hmm. I refer people, doctors to people all the time. It's Mm -hmm. very important. Also, I have to say, I'm very grateful. Not that long ago, a woman came to get a facial. She was just traveling. She Mm -hmm. doesn't live in the area. And when I was doing her treatment, I said to her, I don't want to worry you, but this looks a little uneven. Why don't you go visit your dermatologist when you get back home? And she sent me an email. It was actually cancerous. Yeah. So that's one thing, too, when you were saying, like, what makes EC Beauty Studio different? That we really care about people's skin at the end of the day. I kind of feel like it's my calling in life is to help people with their skin. Yeah. I go to you and I'm like, what's going on with my skin? What is some advice that Mm -hmm. you would have for someone 
that is the opposite of me because I get facials way too often, um, but it, not way too often, but just <laughs> as much as I can. Well, you should get a facial every 28 days. <laughs> yes. And tell people why. It's because when you think of the skin, you have to think of the menstruation as well. Oh, yes. Yes. Makes yes. sense. And I always tell people to try to get on the schedule to get your facial the week before mm. your menstruation. Interesting. Because when you get your menstruation, all the pores in our body get smaller. So if they have you dirt and debris, unfortunately, you break out. That's why people are breaking out during their period. Mm. Mm-hmm. Now that brings me to another question. I know you actually see a lot of men. So let's talk about men's skincare. Is that a similar process of needing a facial every 28 days? Or what would you say? Well, I first would say get your man in. They <laughs> might be apprehensive at first, but they actually love the facial more than the women do. Like the hot we, towel. Know, they like the massage. <laughs> but, you know, us women, if we have a little blemish or discoloration, we put on some makeup. Mm-hmm. Men don't. So they see the biggest difference from the facial. Mm-hmm. Another thing is that men don't really wash their face. Oh my gosh. When they're no, coming they home. No, they don't. No. They don't <laughs> wash so, their face at night. My husband like washes his face in the shower by like running water on yeah, it. Like. And he might use to say shampoo. <laughs> yeah, probably To shampoo. wash his face. <laughs> like, no, guys, listen, you need to wash your face. Everyone's eye area is as thin as a sheet of paper and doesn't produce any oil. And that applies to everyone. Yeah. Wash your face, use a night cream <laughs> and moisturize. It's so true. If my husband had come to you before our wedding, he wouldn't have had a big pimple on his nose the day of <laughs> oh, the no, wedding. <laughs> I just called him out. His sister was applying concealer. concealer. <laughs> so funny. What are some things that uh, if someone hasn't come for a facial ever, what should they expect maybe on their first facial visit? So on your first facial visit, you should expect to get a thorough skin analysis. We also ask about your allergies, if you're on any medication and what you're trying to achieve. Everyone has different goals and different concerns. All of our facials include extractions. We do extractions just for people who don't know. So extractions um, is the removal of blackheads and whiteheads in the skin. But we prep the skin different ways depending on your sensitivity level. But people should expect a good exfoliation, extractions, high frequency to kill bacteria and a mask mm-hmm. and then after that they leave glowing usually they sh- no usually it always happens <laughs> no this is true now of course I have I'll just speak to my own experience I've gotten chemical peels and I know that's another whole topic we mm-hmm. could probably spend an hour talking about but really quick for those who have never had a chemical peel because I do think there's a common misconception okay. about them that you're going to end up looking like Samantha Jones from Sex oh, and the City that? Yeah. I thought I was so funny her and her red face um, yep. we do offer that peel that she had but, <laughs> um, but you would never get that at first chemical peels are amazing they increase the cellular regeneration in our skin and as we get older that slows down mm-hmm. like just think about it when you get a black and blue now like after the age of 30 it lasts longer in your skin because the cells don't get to the mm. surface right so chemical peels are great for anti-aging they work amazing for hyperpigmentation for that 
time that you were in the sun being foolish, you have to treat that pigmentation. And they also work great for breakouts. At the studio, we offer 20 different peels. We even actually have an oxygen peel that's really safe for women that are pregnant. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So what we're going to do is analyze the skin and then cocktail what peel is great. Now, the peels, some of them just absorb into the skin and penetrate and the other ones will cause your skin to flake. Now, is the flake going to make you red like that Samantha Jones? <laughs> no, the flake is going to be more of a dandruff on the skin. Yes. And, and, if, and if you're using the right moisturization and the right moisturizer, it's not even noticeable. I know, because when I first did it, I was like, oh gosh, I have all this stuff to do. And you were like, no, just put moisturizer on daily a little more than you normally do. Mm-hmm. And I was flaking a little, but then in a week, I was was like a baby's right skin. was the skin like really glowing oh, after yes. it was yeah. and and every time I've left and gotten a chemical peel I don't ever feel red or anything I mean I feel like I'm glowing and just ready for the day yeah it's so funny <laughs> because a lot of people that get the peels they say how can I maintain my skin looking like this on a daily basis and that's immediately after the peel. Right. So they're not red, they're glowing. One more question for you about skincare and what people can do on a daily basis if they're not able to, say, get a facial every month. What are your top tips for just taking care of your skin in the morning and the night? Sure. I'm going to first say what people should have in their homes. Yes. People need to have a humidifier. Mm. And especially when it's not the summer, because when it's not hot outside, we spend more time inside and that's dry circulated air. And that makes the skin very dull. So that's something that they could purchase really inexpensive that would make a difference in their skin. The second thing that everyone should be doing is exfoliation. Now, don't over exfoliate. No yeah, yeah. No St. Ives scrubs or <laughs> mint juleps or any of that. But um, don't over exfoliate. That's what happens. A lot of people over exfoliate at home. You want to exfoliate at least once to twice a week. But that's it. That's it. And if it's the winter, you exfoliate once a week unless you have excessive oily skin. Got it. The next thing everyone should do is use an eye cream like I mentioned earlier it doesn't have any oil. It's really hard to repair once it's damaged. So you're never Mm. too young to start an eye cream and you should use it twice a day. During the day, I am a strong believer and it doesn't matter what your skin type is that you need a hyaluronic. Okay, Mm. a hyaluronic. Oh yes, I love hyaluronic. So hyaluronic actually holds its own moisture content. So it's going to bring moisture to the skin. It's going to make it dewy, but it has a lot of healing properties. So what's nice about it, someone with dry skin could wear it, but someone that has breakouts could wear it as well because it's not going to congest the skin. And do you put that on before with your moisturizer? Yeah. So let's think about the order. Mm -hmm. So the order is going to be cleanse, The day you exfoliate, you exfoliate. If you're not exfoliating, you just skip that step. You're going to put your serums first. And then I was going to say the hyaluronic. You're going to put your antioxidants, your moisturizer, and your SPF. That's your daily routine. Mm -hmm. And that's for the morning, I would assume. That's for the morning, yes. Mm -hmm. And then for the evening, people always say, wash your face before bed. No, dude, wash your face once you get home. 
Ah, yeah. That's oh my gosh, that's what I need sense. to do. Yeah, because I fall asleep on the couch and see? then I'm like midnight. I'm washing my face. No, and then you have to first laugh. Like you're gonna be too tired. And why leave all that debris on your skin even any longer? So smart. So I tell people, wash your face when you get home. You know, if you have to cook. Put the stuff on the stove, go wash your face, and go back and attend to it. Also, double cleanse. Mm. In the evening, you should double cleanse. You have to cleanse your face from the debris, and us women need a double cleanse because we have the makeup. Mm-hmm. At that point, then you use the antioxidant, vitamin A, which is going to be a retinol or a retin-A because that actually kills bacteria in the skin. It helps with aging. And then you put your moisturizer and your eye cream. So it's easier at night, but it's still a few things. It's still a few things. Now, people might get overwhelmed when they first start their skincare routine. But once you get on the routine for like a week and a half, you're doing this like in two or three minutes. Mm -hmm. It's really fast. Totally. And I think that we talk about so much about the exterior and, you know, we use all of these creams. And my other question, because now I'm thinking of it, is are there any supplements or foods that you think would just be a good addition to a diet when you're really trying to glow and go inside out? Sure. So go back to antioxidants. We all know about the berries, the strawberries and the raspberries. Definitely indulge in them. Eat leafy greens. We all are very knowledgeable how to eat in this area. We are. So I think we know what we need internally. What we should do, but do we do it? Yeah, I think, <laughs> I have to say, I believe a lot of us actually do it. It's true. Until pizza calls. I love pizza. <laughs> but it's once a week, so yeah. it's totally fine, right? But it's important what you do internally and externally. And remember, what you're doing inside has to go through all your organs. So how much of that percentage is really getting to the surface of the skin? Even drinking water. Drinking water is really important. But guess what? You pee a lot of it out. Right. So you have to do both, the outside and the inside. I'm going to give one tip, which I totally going to backtrack. We're talking about when you apply like the day and night. If you ever get confused and you have all these products and you're not sure of the order, what you should do is pump each one on your hand, rub it in, and you're going to apply always light to heavy. Hmm. Okay, so your serums will go first. If you're using two serums, see which one absorbs quicker. Oh. And then so you can apply. actually test it on your test hand. Test it oh, out that's your a great hand. Tip. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Well, this was so informative and you're just a wealth of knowledge. <laughs> it really, really is so awesome. Before we go, we always have to ask our guests who live locally their little rapid fire questions. We're going to add a few self-care questions mm-hmm. in there, but are you ready for this? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. The, it'll be super easy. You know all the answers. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So best healthy spot for eating for your skin. I love alfalfa. Such good salads. Such good salads. Best spot that you think in Hoboken for self-care. I guess it's hard because you know, you're the number one. <laughs> yeah. I think when I think of self-care, and I'm not sure if you're asking something else, I go to Hudson chiropractic three times a week Mm. to me that's my self-care because yeah because I really need to take care of my body and my spine and you know us working all day doing facials we get like that dentist neck and then we're also working out right because we want to work out as well so my self-care is to go to that place yes they're great there what about in Jersey City the best spot for self-care 
Om Life. Oh, I, I love Om Life. Oh, Om Life is awesome. Shout out to Anand. Yes. <laughs> Favorite delivery spot for food in the area? I order alfalfa every day, practically. I get my food made for me, but the days I don't have the delivery service, I always order alfalfa. Mm. That's like my number one place. And who do you, who makes your food? Oh, Brielle. You know Brielle, right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's awesome. She's she's a great, she's a chef. She's a chef. And what I love about her, she talks to you about your goals and she comes twice a week and everything's pre-measured and the fruit tastes delicious. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Now we're talking desserts, which I know we're not supposed to eat too much sugar, but what's your favorite place for dessert in the area? I love Lapori's because I love pretzels with chocolate. I like that sweet and mm-hmm. salty. Oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. Favorite place to eat in Jersey City? Matthews. Favorite thing to do when not working? I love to dance. Even if I'm in my house, I blast the music. I have a son that's four years old. I dance with him all day. Like dancing, it's huge. Yeah. Favorite place to eat Italian food in the area? Leo's. Favorite place for a cocktail? Antique Bakery. Mm -hmm. Who is one celebrity you wish would move to Hudson County? Dwayne Johnson. I love <laughs> For personal him. reasons. Yes. Every man wants to be him and every woman wants to be with him. <laughs> in the summer, do you stay in town or go down the shore? Down the shore. What is something you think still needs to come to Hudson County that we don't have yet? I think we need... Well, Hudson County in general or Hoboken? Everywhere. I think Hoboken needs a vegetarian spot. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I agree. Well, this was so fun to have you in, Erica. Thank you so much for spilling all of your knowledge. And where can people find you? Yes, find us on EC Beauty Studio underscore Hoboken on Instagram or on our website, ecbeautystudio.com and on Facebook. Awesome. It was so great to see you. Hope these tips helped everyone. Thanks for spilling the tea. My pleasure. Our hidden gem this episode is Natoli's Deli. Picture this, it's September 1977 and 19-year-old Steve Natoli is a sophomore at William Patterson and he's desperately looking for a summer job. He sees a little store at 300 Clarendon Street thinking it would be the perfect spot to open up a little candy and grocery store to earn some extra cash and, you know, become an entrepreneur in the process. And on that day, to be exact, he gave the owner of the building $200 and a firm handshake to seal the deal. And the rest was history. Natoli's is now a long-standing deli in the Secaucus community, and it's technically our hidden gem this week that you must visit. You can read more on our site about this awesome spot and just know all of the food is so, so good. So definitely check it out. Our getaway this week is a collection of getaways, let's say. We've compiled some direct flights from Newark Airport, and so here is your list. Here are some flights that you wouldn't believe are actually direct from EWR, and you can definitely book right after you finish this episode. So here are some of them that we've compiled so far. There's a direct flight to the Grand Cayman Islands, which I have spoken about a few episodes ago. Of course, there's a direct flight to Miami. There's also a direct flight to Myrtle Beach. There's a direct flight to Amsterdam. There's a direct flight to Venice, Italy, a direct flight to Barcelona, Nice, France, 
and St. Thomas. So just a couple spots to get you started. It's almost March and time for spring break or pretend spring break if you're working. So check out those because Newark Airport is so easy to get to from Hudson County and so much better than JFK. Our Hudson hero this week is Jersey City for not only winning the most diverse city in the country this week, but also proposing the Arts and Culture Trust Fund to become the first city in the state of New Jersey to develop a plan for long-term art program funding on the local level. And our Hudson Zero is Stephen student Thomas Apostolico of Tom's River, who pleaded guilty to starting the fire at Stevens on February 6th. Our nonprofit this week is one that's very near and dear to my heart, Restore New York City. This is a nonprofit that works to stop human trafficking and empower survivors in New York City and beyond. And this International Women's Day, which is a global day celebrating social, economic, culture, and political achievements of women, they are hosting a Stories of Empowerment Night on March 5th. And I am actually going to be speaking there, but there's going to be wonderful Restore supporters, friends, and team members who are there. And all funds raised from this event will support Restore's Economic Empowerment Program, which offers job readiness classes, job placement, and entrepreneurship training for survivors of trafficking. You can go to RestoreNYC.org for more information and to purchase a ticket to this event. It's R-E-S-T-O-R-E-N-Y-C.org. And that concludes this episode of Tea on the Hudson. Major thanks to Erica Serpa of EC Beauty for coming on the show, our production team Van Voorst Films, and Mike Soul for our music. We're spilling the tea every Tuesday morning, so make sure to subscribe, rate us with five stars, and share with your friends wherever you get your podcasts. It really helps us spread the word. You can also get in touch with us by following Tea on the Hudson on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And feel free to email us, Tea on the Hudson at gmail.com. We'll see you next week for a new episode.